0: Israel is a land of diverse cultures, religions, foods, music, and people. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he explores the devout and divine, the off-the-wall and outrageous, and everything in between. Right here on 101.9 High FM. Rob, how you doing? Very right well yourself, Benji. A lot of interesting stuff going on in Parliament. Uh, let's start with... The draft electoral forms. I think we we chatted about this a while ago, uh, but uh, it's uh, it's one that's been an extended in terms of uh, public comment.
1: Yeah, so that's there's actually quite a bit of confusion around this around this bill. The the one we chatted around, uh, about uh, a while ago was the uh, private members bill uh, submitted by Mosiwa um, Lakota. Um, to introduce the uh, local voting system where uh, private people and private individuals could actually run for for parliament on an on a national scale this one is slightly different and it seems to be have introduced um, under the radar by by a parliamentary committee um, and it attacks different areas of of the electoral act to amend it um, in a rather concerning way Um there's There's pretty much about four um, Areas of concern in this But the most concerning is The introduction of um, An electronic voting system And well, They don't actually say electronic voting system What they propose is a different form Of voting Um, That leaves it open to to interpretation But if you look back at the IEC's history um, They've been trying to introduce a Electronic voting system for quite time now So that process a lot, lot of problems. Um, it shifts a lot of the power, electoral power, away from parliament and through to the IEC, and um, it opens the gateways for uh, voter manipulation as well as um, voting manipulation through an electronic means. Because it's very difficult to monitor um, voter rigging as such in in electronic means. So it's a rather concerning uh, bit of legislation there.
0: I mean, the AC the, the does make some good points on some of this stuff because they're saying, you know, we're getting more and more political parties, the ballots are getting bigger, it's getting more and more expensive. Are there no potential electronic options that we might be able to use that uh, still can maintain some kind of accountability?
1: Um, none have been proven to be totally foolproof as as yet, and um, especially in in South Africa where there's a, a definite lack of access to uh, connectivity um, on online services and internet service, and a lack of understanding of, of how these systems work. So there'd have to be an extensive and unique uh, approach adopted to um, adapted to the South African situation when it comes to electronic voting. Um, yeah, we also have a major problem of how do you reach people in rural areas? So how are those voting stations going to be incorporated into the whole voting system? If it goes electronic, or will there be a combination of a hybrid of both um, manual and electronic voting? And that just honestly pays, perhaps the way again for potential vote, voter fraud. Yeah, the, another issue around, around this bill is that we only picked it up, which is actually uh, brought to our attention. By another organization The Institute of Race Relations The IRR Um, This was only published For public comment In the Sunday Times um, On the 11th of uh, The beginning of this month And According to law, this is supposed to be published in the government gazette, and you were supposed to be given the public is supposed to be given a fair amount of time to comment on on such a bill. We cannot find anything. It was a very short comment period. Only one little advert was published in in the Sunday Times, and it nearly went under the radar without anybody uh, commenting on this. So together with I, we managed to get an extension on on this bill. And we're going to drive, well, we have to drive public uh, participation in, in this, um, as hard as we can, as it, they only extended the comment period until, until Friday. Originally that only, it closed last Friday. Um, but now we've actually managed to get an extra week on this.
0: Uh, you said that there, this wasn't the only issue, uh, besides electronic voting. Is there anything else that's particularly concerning on this world?
1: Yes, 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 there is. So, Obviously that's the, the one, the one is the introduction of an unknown and different form of voting. So we assume that is the uh, national um, rollout of the electronic voting system. However, um, the other issues are that it's not really constitutionally valid um, the way they're introducing this as they've They've flouted some uh, procedural uh, rules and and regulations, which have to go through Parliament, through different uh, public assessment states, and and so on. And it also, because it's uh, introducing an unknown, um, it's it's not clear what what the public are are meant to comment on. So that's one one of the biggest reasons there again. Um, other areas are it fails to um, disclose the relevant costs associated to the rollout of an electronic voting system, which will probably be immense, and the problems associated with that will also have to be dealt with and and brought into into the costing or the rollout of this bill. Who pays for that? Does the IEC pay for that? Does Parliament pay for it? Does the taxpayer? Uh, fork out at the end of the day, which, which is inevitable. So, yeah, those, those are the, the major issues. There are, are a couple of others. But you know, given the short time that we've had to address this ball, we haven't had a chance to go through it. We intend to do that uh, today and launch our campaign today.
0: Very very interesting. Okay, so watch out for that. does seem like a crucial one in terms of how voting takes place. Pretty fundamental, uh, if you ask me. Uh, so good, well done for picking that up. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking again to Rob Hutchinson from just South Africa. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. We're back with 101.9 Hi, Hi Benji This is the New Blue Review. Uh, and we are talking to
1: Rob Hutchinson, what are you doing again? Ah, good to be on the show. I really enjoy these shows. Thank you, Petty.
0: (laughs) Really, really nice to have you. Now, Rob, uh, you know, as important as electoral reform is and voting, um, and all these sorts of things, I suspect that this next one is going to get people even more hot under the (laughs) cock. Indeed
1: it will. Indeed it will. So the, the, the SABC have put forward a white paper, a draft white paper at this stage and they call it the Audio-Visual audio Contents Policy Services Framework, a new vision for South Africa 2020. Yeah. What this highlights is the problem that SMBC has been facing for some time, and that is the... Issue around TV licenses, and where they are applicable, where they're not applicable, and how many people are paying and not paying. So obviously, they they are trying to recover substantial fees that are lost due to a, a high number of people who don't uh, who don't pay the TV licenses, and because technology has evolved now, people seldom watch uh, TV on a television set, but rather on different devices such as mobile phones or. Laptops or, or computers or even tablets, and what are they? What they're proposing here is two is two main main issues or areas of concern. The one is they are proposing to collect fees through other other entities. So other entities could mean. Um, the debt collection agencies or Netflix or st- other streaming services or uh, multi choice or, or any any place where a TV license is is sold or where fees are collected they could even include um, retailers and inspectors and in certain certain agencies um, who could operate and collect TV licenses for for SABC so in other words Pretty much like um, municipalities collect, collect fines and licenses for the road traffic infringement agency um, and then take a, a, a cut of that, the, the same would be now applied to, to TV licenses. You haven't paid your TV license, can't pay your bills, and, and so on. There could be certain things issued there. The second, the second issue is around streaming services onto uh, mobile devices. And what they say is that TV licenses could be expanded to include other devices. So that, that other devices is obviously, uh, cell phones, mobile devices, computers and, and so on. What that, what that poses is that you will be subject to a TV license of 265 rand a year, um, for watching, uh, a news clip of from SABC through YouTube. On your cell phone And obviously that will be incorporated Into your uh, Monthly bill or or Mobile contract and You won't be able to to avoid that So what do we do Do we think this is just Do we use uh, SABC Do we need a public broadcaster These are all the questions which need to be Brought forward in in response To this draft uh, white paper
0: Of course the big Issue always with SABC was that uh, you could watch, um, the, you know, you could watch other things on your television, uh, and not SABC, but the, the money for your TV license will always go to the SABC and the, and, and, the argument always was, well, it's a TV license, you're paying for the TV, not for, for, uh, for SABC, so it's going to SABC, but now they're even throwing that argument out the window and they're saying, look, uh, you know, we'll, you can, we, we're gonna charge you just for watching stuff. Uh, it, it's sort of uh, that that seems to be basically the argument that they 're putting forward
1: yeah that does that is indeed look it's there, no secret that the SABC is struggling is struggling for money um, We all know why, however, a um, you know, state broadcaster does actually need uh, funding from from the state, yet yeah, the state in in our case doesn 't seem to be giving them enough money to to run operations if they did. They, they wouldn't need to charge a licensing fee as, as such Or to be collected through, through other means So the, with the large amount of con- content And the constitutionality of what is required of the state broadcaster Also needs to be brought into account there And that revolves around uh, content should be in all 11 official languages So that poses a huge problem on content creation for them um, the amount of uh, radio and TV channels to cater for the entire South Africa And obviously the amount of people who actually watch watch and pay pay their TV licenses for that So there's a lot of issues there um, I can understand why, why they are trying to look for other areas of revenue However, the, the big question should still be put out there is Do we really need a state broadcaster in today's age when streaming services cater for most of our needs.
0: Yeah, I mean it it interests me just on a broader topic, you know, the fact that uh the biggest shows that are coming out of South Africa at the moment uh, in in a variety of places if you think about the Octopus Teacher which is this documentary mm. or or even something like uh, Blood and Water or Queen Sono these are all like the newest shows that are coming out that are featuring South African uh, South African actors and actresses, um, and, and that's all on Netflix. And if you if you look at something like Tracker, which is a, a South African book uh, by a South African author, that was that you can watch on um, on, on Showmax, which is basically DSTV or or, or choice or whatever. So so all of these new South African pieces of content are coming out, and they're not coming from SABC. They're coming from sometimes even overseas so you kind of wonder like the point of a, a state broadcaster to support local talent and get things uh, local content in local languages is being done by other people
1: yeah and that's it's a typical thing that tends to reoccur in in the entertainment industry that's first started with the uh, record industry when um digital online music re- reared its head and everyone started pirating through the lights of uh, Napster and and so on and the record companies fought against against this, they're trying to protect their interests in hard, hardware in CDs and 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 records <laughs> I'm going through reading my age in records but let's just say to say CDs and they didn't adapt quick enough to the cha- changing technology and the demands of the consumer and the same thing seems to be happening right here in online streaming services and the way that we consume um, television shows. It, and you can't hardly call them television shows anymore because they are available on on YouTube and such. So if we go back to the um, white paper that they've proposed here, they actually want to change the definition of what a television set is and what uh, television services are. And that is obviously to counteract the problem which you just mentioned there, and classify uh, YouTube and Netflix and and all of those streaming services as TV services and therefore subject to a TV license. Uh,
0: it's, uh, beyond like the economics of it and the and the government versus private, it's actually a fascinating look at how technology is changing regulation and how uh, and how we view these sorts of issues as a society.
1: Yeah, it is. It is and that always poses the problem of legislation not being able to keep up with the changing technology, and technology is changing at an incredibly rapid rate. So, yeah, it's if you go back to look at other policies and what our government is terming the four IR, the fourth industrial revolution and a digital tech democracy, they they have these wonderful ideas, but. They are not in touch with with the reality of what the consumer wants, so there's a disconnect between the policies they try and introduce and the actual needs of of the public. And we've seen that in in other bills um, recently, which was the Internet Censorship Bill, which proposes to regulate any on online content for any anyone who produces a show. So even the show that we're talking on right now on on the New Blue Review. That would have to go through to uh, approval, through to the uh, main body, and then you would have to pay a fee to actually put to put that out or have it assessed before you can put it out. And that, again, reveals the, the weaknesses between what government proposes and what the public needs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you want to go and check out uh, all of what we've been discussing and uh, whether it's – uh, electoral uh, reform and digital voting, or perhaps the far more important uh, issue of are you being streamed, uh, you charged for streaming on your cell phone uh, if it's via television, uh, you can find it on dearsalafrican.co.za. Rob, thanks so much. We'll chat to you next week.
1: Thank you very much, Benji. Have a wonderful day. Forever.